What's up, Cuzzies? Welcome to the Coaster Cuzzies podcast. For today's episode, we're pulling into the next stop of the Great Cuzzies Road Trip. The Great Cuzzy Road Trip is an informational road trip highlighting every amusement park in America, as well as roadside attractions and places to eat along the way. This section of our trip takes us through Tennessee and Alabama, where Coaster Bro and I continue to hunt for credits, grub, and glory. What's up, Jeff? How, what's up, man? How you doing? LaCroix. What are you drinking? Are you drinking anything right now? I'm drinking LaCroix, a.k.a. LaCroix, depending on who's pronouncing it. Uh, it is battery acid in a can. Uh, <laughs> trying to get off the soda, so this has zero everything, and I'm drinking it. That is beautiful. We're starting this like, um, yeah, just two bros in there early 30s that love like beer that's kind of how we're starting this episode but th- but there is a reason um uh, I, I just cracked my 1000th beer on <laughs> on untapped but yeah untapped is an app where you can just rank your beers that you drink and keep track of all of them and this is my 1,000th unique beer, and um, I'm excited to drink this, but I also want to say uh, retiring from the craft beer scene after this beer. I'm pretty excited about it because, I mean, I've, I've drank a 1,000 different beers, and it's like, oh, it kind of feels the same as when you drink three different beers. <laughs> and, uh, it's, been a, it's been a ride because that was... I visited you in 2016 towards the end. So you like, I don't, I, mm. I barely use the same app for freaking six months of, of any right. content. No. Freaking it, seven years reading beers. Yeah. And that rhymed. It did. That should be a song. Seven, seven years rating beers. beers. <laughs> now I'm retired. <laughs> Pour one out for my homie. Um, by the way, my 1,000th beer is sweet is a Sweetwater beer. Um, Atlanta-based, obviously. Or Georgia-based, I guess. No, brewed in Atlanta. Uh, hazy double IPA. Nice. So I thought um, Sweetwater was like the boulevard of Atlanta. So it was only fitting to find a beer that I hadn't drank to make that my um, one to retire on. I love it. Hey, we have ten, a show. ten centuries of beer. Ten centuries of beer. And by the way, I will rank this. Um, I'm gonna go four or five. It's probably special occasion why I'm ranking it so high, but it's hitting the spot right now. Is that out of five, or is that mm-hmm. out of four point six? Out of five, which is a weird oh, thing. Okay. Yeah. But but hey, man, we got a show to get into. People are probably tired of hearing what we're drinking, um, because you know. Other podcasts do that, so like, why are we doing it? Um, yeah, it is what it is. Is what it is. But we got a good show today. We've got we're hitting three stops on the Cuzzy road trip, which is um, feels like we're in the New England area again, just highlighting a bunch of different parks. But it's unique because we've got three like small parks with what I would say are two pretty big cities and another like pretty okay city of Nashville, Chattanooga and Birmingham 
Alabama. So um, three cities to highlight, three parks. So it's going to be action-packed. But before we dive into that, I was looking on your Instagram page, Jeff, or some sort of social media. It's probably your Facebook. You're not much of a grammar. Or maybe it was. Yeah, I, don't know. I gotta, I gotta, no, I gotta do it for the gram a little more. I'm not great on there, and uh, we'll we'll get around there someday. I'll be a little more social media adept. <laughs> but I saw pictures. You were, uh, I saw specifically pictures at Disneyland. But you went out mm-hmm. to L.A. for a little, little, little getaway. Is that right? Yeah, it was. It was a quick, uh, four day hit and run. Nice. Uh, I'm gonna break it down for what we did day by day because did get some nice uh, recommendations from the discord. Mm. I don't remember what all we hit as a result, but we, it was an action packed first and last day. <laughs> we went, we went last Monday through Thursday, Monday and Thursday were the tourist days and the, they sandwiched the Disney days. So uh, mm. day one kicked it off at the Santa Monica pier uh, walked around the beach, collected some shells, and got a ride in on the co- coaster on the pier. Had a had a sweet burger from Pier Burger, which, like, looking at it, didn't expect a whole lot from, and wound up being super solid. So if you uh, hit the Santa Monica Pier, highly recommend the Pier Burger. It was, nice. it was excellent. That was on the pier, you say? It was on the pier. Okay. Yeah. What was special about it? Yeah, it was good. Uh, it just was much better tasting and like juicier than I was expecting, especially for kind of a almost smash burger. Yeah. Um, wound up being pretty delectable. I was pretty okay. happy with that. Yeah. I didn't expect a whole lot from it. Uh, we were walking by it and Cassie pointed it out and said, that looks good. They have chicken sandwiches and impossible burgers and other stuff. And I'm like, all right. Let's do it and i didn't really have a whole lot of high hopes for the place but both the burgers and the fries were excellent so nice shout out pier burger and they had i oh i meant to get a t-shirt there because they had some sweet merch in there too ah. uh the t-shirts looked really really nice so i guess next time next time pier burger <laughs> next time uh after the right after the santa monica pier we hit the la brea tar pits which I had been to before with my family. Didn't spend a whole lot of time there, but um, we did walk around and learn quite a bit more. And honestly, you smell the place before you see it because it's tar bubbling up <laughs> yeah. from the ground. <laughs> so, uh, but it is a pretty cool little setup. And like, there was like tar smeared on a bunch of signs and stuff. I'm like, where's everybody getting this tar? And then I started like looking around. There were like cones marking pieces of land that weren't caged in where tar was bubbling up through the ground and i'm like oh that seems like a safety hazard and then we saw some lady walking around with her dog off leash with signs everywhere saying keep your dogs leashed so hopefully that (laughs) dog has not ingested a bunch of tar um and is still running around but yeah after we got done with the la brea tar pits we started hunting for a good vantage point to uh get to see the hollywood sign uh, wound up in a neighborhood like right beneath it mm-hmm. uh, was still kind of obscured, but we got some pictures in the lead up on the way there. We, we drove through Beverly Hills and saw the, the, the China theater oh, or cool. Chinese theater. Sorry. Uh, and lots of other neat stuff. Saw a little restaurant called egg slut, which <laughs> that's a good name. I feel like I've, I've heard of before. I feel like it's like one of those touristy places like, 
mellow mushroom and uh dick's last resort or whatever it is yeah that show up in places like branson and uh gatlinburg gatlinburg so um yeah after that uh we went to go check into our hotel, rested up a little bit, and then hit downtown Disney, mm. which wound up being significantly smaller than I remember. But uh, the last time, the, my first Disney park was the California parks. Yeah. And then I went, I did three trips to the ones in Florida. So I think I, in my head, I remembered downtown Disney being bigger. It's just that Disney Springs covers Way a shitload of yeah, it's just huge. acreage. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's still, it's got some stuff to do. And I had my uh, sweet holiday turkey sandwich from the Earl of Sandwich. Got to do it. Which I, I hit every time I go at least once. We I thought do about too. doing it a second time, but we, <laughs> we just never got around to it. But that was that was day one. Uh, day two was California Adventure. And shout out to, I want to say the employee's name was Scott. Um it was not this was Cassie's first trip to the California Disney parks. The main mm-hmm. reason we were going was uh Splash Mountain there is still open, but oh yeah, like closed cl- either closes or already closed, like it's coming up on it so before they get rethemed to mm-hmm. uh the Princess and the Frog stuff. Um that was the main reason for going. It actually also happened to be uh out in California. Uh, they had all sorts of stuff done up for the studio 100th anniversary. So that yeah. was cool to see. Um, but shout out to, I want to say, I don't know what his position was, but he was hanging out at the front. Like we got there, they hadn't dropped the gates for people to go ride stuff yet, at least the general public. Um, and we went to go ask this guy named Scott some questions. Uh, Scott was making sure Cassie was going to get her first visit pin. Um, and then was just chatting us up and I was asking questions about what rides would be, uh, you know, efficient to hit early so that we could get the most out of our day. Mm -hmm. Um, and not only was he super helpful in that arena, it was still about 15 minutes before rope drop. Yeah. And Scott's like, are you guys staying on property? And we're like, no, we have before out in Florida, but we just, this, this trip was booked, uh, short notice. Uh, you know, just kind of seat of our pants kind of thing. And Scott's like, you know what? Come with me. Scott took us beyond the ropes and it's like, have at it. Go ride <laughs> Guardians uh, Tower before it. Uh, get get a 15 minute head start on everybody else, which was clutch because the line for that thing was like an hour and a half plus all day. Yeah. <laughs> so that's awesome. Shout out Scott. Uh, not only was he very informative, he was just very kind. Uh, Cassie put in a good word for him on disney's actual portal for compliments and stuff um so i hope you are, know you are appreciated if you just happen to be one of our listeners if not somebody needs to connect him with the show so that uh, he can hear that we are shouting him out so <laughs> thank you very much uh, overall uh though this was my first trip to the park since 2016 um and you know it a lot had changed uh, as coaster bro reminded me uh after i said the the marvel section was new it was pretty cool uh, that that used to be the Bugs Life area, and I totally yeah. forgot that that was even a thing. <laughs> it was excellent. the 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 Guardians ride they did, uh, you know, they did it justice. Um, honestly, I feel like I was tossed up and down more than when mm-hmm. it was the Tower of Terror. 
Um, mm. I don't know if you've gotten a ride on it since the change. I, I have, um, but um, it, it's, I loved it. Oh, you have? How do you how yeah. do you feel about it? I like it better than Tower of Terror at Disneyland. So, like, I think it was actually a better replacement, and I thought it was like cheeky and fun. Um, yeah. And I before I rode the ride, I had never seen Guardians of the Galaxy, and I still mm-hmm. loved it. Like it was just great, and then it inspired me to watch the movies. So, yeah, yeah, it's good. um a really good attraction. Yeah. yeah, I I felt strongly about it as well. I felt at least the ride experience was an improvement. Um, I was, you know, I still remain surprised that they replaced one of their iconic rides like that. Yeah, but I think they did it justice. It's just a personal opinion. Um, you I know, too. and if you're if you're a fan of the the Marvel stuff, highly recommend. We did wind up getting a second ride on it later in the day because uh, after Guardians, we were gonna go do the Cars ride and caved and got the Lightning Lane for the day. So yeah, uh, somehow Guardians was on there and we got that like last thing. Oh, nice. Uh, but yeah, we did we did everything. The Incredicoaster is great. I loved what they did with it because last time I wrote it, it was West Coaster. Um, I was um not West Coaster. What was it? That oh, I thought it was. That's your uh, Pier Park. Um, what was it called? Uh, California Screaming. That's right. My yeah. bad. Sorry, everybody. Brain fart. I accept my. Oh, there's uh, there's yeah. a lot of people that shit talk that ride switching to Incredibles, but I thought they did uh, like the most they could really do with it, and did pretty decent with it. They did a terrific job, in my opinion. Like, yeah, I I liked all of the, the little the story snippets in each of the tunnels. Mm-hmm. I thought it made it more fun. Like it added yeah. to the it elevated the ride. Like it's already a roller coaster. You're gonna have a good time for the most part. Yeah, but they they found a way to elevate it. So yeah, so we're and we, we say... were actually within a few trains of that starting because it got a late start on the day. So okay, yeah, I was so I was, was impressed nice. by by um, that ride. Um, my my wife. The executive producer, that's her favorite um, section in that park is Pixar Pier. Yeah. Uh, and then the last bit, I'll, I mean, there's I could go on and on about this park. The last bit that I probably care to touch on from this uh, day was we did do the wheel and we did the swinging portion of it. <laughs> the Pixar Power and uh, yeah. yeah, I already don't like Ferris wheels to begin with. Yeah. Uh, Swinging like that does not sit well with me, but swinging on the each of them are confined to their own little loop. Uh, you know, we got social with the the group we were put in there with, who were who happened to be locals, and where uh, the only recommendation they could provide was go to In and Out. But <laughs> uh, thanks, never heard of it. You know, uh, right? Yeah, no, it's it's fine. But it, you know, it was still a good time. But I was very like I pretty much like just grabbed the cage and closed my eyes and was like, oh, <laughs> let me know when it's over. So, yeah, that's um, um, that was not a great got, time for me. I've gotten to ride that in the swinging. Oh, I haven't rode that one in the swinging cars. I did Coney Islands though, and it was um, it was something. It's aggressive. Yeah, yeah, like thrilling. It's odd. Yeah. So. That marked day two, California Adventure. That was pretty much all we did. Uh, day three was Disneyland. Um, I forgot how much there is unique from the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Um, we were, Cassie and I were actually talking about that. Like, I, while the castle is smaller, I think I like the, 
like the plaza and all the gates to each of the unique areas more at Disneyland than I do at Magic Kingdom. Yep. Um, she she felt the opposite. Um, really. But but still enjoyed the park. Still liked it. I mean, it's Disney. She's gonna love it. But she she still prefers Magic Kingdom. Uh, so but there was there was lots of unique to do, and that's kind of what we set out to do. The one thing we did not get to do was the Matterhorn because oh. Matterhorn is closed for renovation. Dang. Um, she did. Uh, she's she's a sucker for Small World, like I think uh, our producer is. Yeah, Brittany too. Uh, I, I, I sent I sent Brit a picture of Small World as soon as we pulled up on it, and uh-huh. Cass was blown away by like just how diff. Like I didn't realize yeah. how different the two were. Like they're yeah, there's different characters inside. The facade's different. Just Disneyland's kicks absolutely Disney World. <laughs> yeah, I I liked it much better, and Cassie did agree with that. That I think she liked. Uh, I think the only thing that she liked more about Magic Kingdom's Small World is that it starts indoors, but this was still a cool experience. Ah. Uh, as being like, you know, if you're in line, you want to be in shade if possible, especially in California. So, yeah. Because um, of that summer sun can get brutal. But, yeah, it's true. Um, yeah. Uh, trying to think of any other things of note that we did there. Um, we did do Splash Mountain twice. Uh, we i did have a we did have beignets um nice. which i'm pretty sure there was more powdered sugar in the bag than there was beignets uh, and the, the, the mickeys <laughs> turned out to kind of be more shaped like a koala but <laughs> i don't know if i sent you a picture of that but it was i'll, I'll do it after the show it's hilarious <laughs> i think i did get that picture <laughs> yeah um but yeah overall it's a good time ate ate well rode well um and then the final day, uh, I had the breakfast of my life at this place <laughs> in Anaheim called the Scratch Room. Nice. Um, I'll, I'll save you all the full description. Just know it was very good. And if you're in Anaheim, I highly recommend hitting this place for breakfast. You get humongous portions. Um, after that, we ran out to the Griffith Observatory, uh, which is that observatory that's commonly seen in movies that take place in Los Angeles and you get a great view of the city. Uh, which actually had a good view of the Hollywood sign by itself. So if you're going and you want a good view of the sign, that's a good place to get it. Mm. Um, and then we were kind of on our way out and, you know, driving around looking for a Costco at the gas station because we have our Costco membership, get cheap gas. And it actually took, I think it wasn't until the second or third Costco we found that actually had a gas station because the first ones did not. Um, and then on the way like after we left that and started to like head back to the airport, we were in Burbank uh, and accidentally wound up next to the Disney studio. Oh yeah. Which which wound up being cool. And it wasn't until then, like that was two days after the strike began, but that was when we found out about the writer's strike. Oh yeah. Because there was a bunch of people walking around the outside of the studio um, picketing. And I was like, what is happening? So I Googled it. And apparently the writer's strike had started a couple days prior, which if you don't know, um, the two kind of main points of contention are revenues for writers from streaming uh, producers. Mm-hmm. Guild was trying to slash that. And then um, writers wanted guarantees that AI would be used as a tool to help in writing rather than as the primary mm-hmm. uh, source of writing. Um, and that was something, I guess, that they were trying to avoid. I don't, I haven't read in deep yet, but those were the two main points of contention that were keeping them from an agreement. 
uh, going forward currently. So, but all uh, you know, after that, flew home. is a good trip. Um, I will say as a warning, uh, if you're going to LAX to fly out, uh, make sure anything that you need to be charged is charged before you get there because they do not have like plugins at the seats. They have like these central charging hubs and you get like 5% in minutes and it was not great. Regardless of how good your charger is, that thing was working overtime and not doing a great job at it. So <laughs> yeah, that was my trip to California. Excellent. I'm glad you got a trip out there, man. You got a trip in. I talked about it in the last mm-hmm. show, but I got my trip out on the East Coast, so we got the coast covered um, in the last two episodes. Good for yeah, us. how did how did that go? I will just say overall, good oh, time. Yeah, I, I still need to catch up on that last one. So yeah, oh yeah, you're good. Just overall, good time. Went to three different three new parks to me with uh, Legoland New York, American Dream, Nickelodeon Universe, which sucked ass, and Six Flags America, which is exactly what I thought it was. Also, kind of sucked ass. And then, um, but Legoland New York was actually kind of cool. So, um, yeah. Did you, uh, did you realize your fears of being a, a solo adult in a, in a Lego, <laughs> Legoland? It went, it went okay, actually. Uh, I just stayed, I got there at Rope Drive and beat everybody. Like, I beat everybody to every ride. And then, like, you know, um, checked out Miniland, but it'd be awkward because you'd be like playing with one of the things and then like a kid would run up and, you're just like trying to be nice and like get away. <laughs> yeah. This man's a veteran over here. Yep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was a good time. Oh, so, uh, piece of news we got today. I'm sorry if you already had this on the docket, but uh, World's Fun announced the opening date for San BC Zinger. Yeah. It's, uh, I want to say season pass is the 24th and then 25th is opening day. Some, I think something like that. I, the only date I remember seeing was the 25th. Um, but yeah, hopefully they have a good open with it. And I think you're right, 25th. Hopefully it uh, succeeds for them because this park is long overdue for a new coaster. And while it may not be probably what you or I would have envisioned for the park, it's a new coaster nonetheless. And so hopefully it uh, turns out nice. Can't wait to get to the park this summer a little bit and ride it with you. Yeah, I'm down. I did. Uh, we did go a second time for a quick hit and run just to get a ride on Mamba, and can confirm Mamba is on fire this year. It was Damn. a little, you know, violent in some of the transitions, but not in like a bad way. Yeah. Um, it was just a. It was. It was much better than I would have expected it to be riding twenty five years in. Yeah. Which blows my mind that it is twenty five years old now. Yeah. Don't, don't tell me and that. When I, you and I worked there for the tenth anniversary, and they're still doing the. Yeah, I mean that's lasted now for fifteen years. Yeah, um, yeah, more than half its life, and um, I think I'm, I'm, we're all pretty proud of you here at Coast Cuzzies. Hey, I couldn't have done it without you guys. I'm, I'm not. I, I, Cassie kept going. I'm gonna tell them that you, you did that. And I'm like, please don't. Ah, no. I don't want. I don't want anybody to hate me because they have to do that on the daily. <laughs> Now, secretly, they know you love it. They love it. I'm glad. But uh, hey, it's uh, if nothing else, it's memorable. No, no, no press is bad press. That's true. Well, we should probably get into the uh, the Cuzzy road trip. What do you think? 
Yeah, let's do it. I'm sorry I talked so long. <laughs> oh, no, you're good. So um, we we just got done with St. Louis, and we're in that weird patch where we have to drive all the way back to, I think it's Bowling Green, Kentucky, to mm-hmm. Beach Bend. So we'll cover Beach Bend, go to Nashville, then go to Lake Winnie, then go to Chattanooga, then Alabama Splash with Birmingham to finish the show. So yeah. um, you want to give us a history of Beach Bend? Yeah, I got it. Uh, Beach Bend is not only an amusement park, but also a campground and a unique piece, hosts a racetrack, uh, starting life primarily as a picnic area in 1898. Yeah, they got some racetracks out there, I guess. Um, I didn't look too deep into that because it doesn't interest me as much. Although I did see this week, uh, two pieces of racing uh, things happen. One was that, I guess, two one, one dude punched another guy after a race. Yeah, uh, that was in Kansas. Uh, one the dude got up in the other guy's grill and was like grabbing him and pushing him, and then the other driver just punched him in the face. Good and, for them. Uh, they had they had the they had the puncher on Pat McAfee today, and he's he seems like a solid dude. <laughs> um, the other bit, uh, for those of you who grew up with the TV show Malcolm in the Middle, uh, I don't know if you know this, but Frankie Muniz mm-hmm. is. Uh, racing in essentially the NASCAR minor leagues. Yeah. Uh, uh, the ARCA series, I think it was. And right now, after four races, he's in second place. <laughs> Good for him. Like, yeah. The dude <laughs> just the dude can act. The dude Agent was Cody great Banks, in dancing man. with the stars. Uh, like, I don't know if you knew that. but I forgot he was on that. Yeah, he was on that. He did really well. And now he's a race car driver. Yeah. Good for oh. him. Yeah, and he's like just older than we are too, so it kind of inspires me to think that I, you know, I can do something. You could raise hail. I could, yeah, raise hail. <laughs> um. Anyway, back into the history. Uh, the park gets its name from the local terrain being located at a bend in the Barren River near patches of beech trees. Oh, yeah, beach bend. Uh, rides started being added to the park in the 1940s following Charles Garvin's purchase of the park um, after some struggles in the 70s and 80s, including the park's closure. Uh, the current owners, Dallas and Alfreda Jones, purchased the racetracks and with their success, purchased the remainder of the park, eventually developing it into the park it has become today. Um, and one more piece of little trivia about Beach Bend uh, is that Jim Varney, the guy who played Ernest of all of those Ernest movies when we were kids, uh-huh. the first television commercial he ever shot as Ernest was for Beach Bend. Weird. <laughs> right? So. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Be- Beach yeah. Bend. So uh, Beach Bend. I, I have been to this park. Um, I want to say it was like 2016 or so. And mm-hmm. um, gosh, I think I tacked it on to a a holiday world Kentucky Kingdom type trip, and um, I was I was pleasantly surprised by it. Um, we'll start with the coaster collection. So the the main reason that I went and that any any enthusiast would go is that it actually has a fairly decent GCI wooden roller coaster there, the 2006 edition Kentucky Rumbler, and um, I was excited to ride this, and it was a pretty good ride uh, when I rode it. This you thing's know, pretty photogenic, I'll say. It looks like a big, big wooden bowl of spaghetti. Yeah, it's like it's so beautiful. It doesn't really fit the park, 
Um, like the park mm-hmm. is mostly fair rides and that sort of thing. And then they have the signature GCI coaster, um, which is like really cool. Like until Six Flags Atlanta, mm-hmm. I would say this is one of those parks that's like, wow, this this coaster is here. Like I, I just wouldn't expect it. It was almost like Ozark Wildcat at uh, Celebration right. City. Um, kind of that kind of vibe too. Yeah, probably eighty percent of the park budget is running this thing. Yeah, and um, you know, I rode it, and there was like one pothole, but it was pretty smooth, and it was a pretty good ride. So, uh, I would definitely say if you're ever going through Kentucky, just to stop in for a Kentucky Rumbler is pretty worth it. I think it barely makes my top one hundred. Um, barely, mm, kind of like overall. Yeah, like ba- it's impressive. barely in there. Yeah, because so you're in the you're you're into the high four hundreds now, aren't you? Yeah, I'm like 464, I think, is what it came out to after yeah. my last trip. So, yeah, it's it's a pretty decent ride. Um, now, the rest of the coasters will not meet the top 100 here, but that's okay. Uh, 2016 saw the addition of an SBF Visa spinning out. Um, I, went, I, I went to this park with an ex of mine, and when she rode this, um, it went into like a a free spin from hell. Like like the the car almost like lost control, it felt like. And the ride operator had to like stop us with his hands. Like it, we wouldn't stop spinning. <laughs> uh and she got like sick and like the ride op gave her water. He was super nice. But she was just like drinking out of his mug. <laughs> she felt so like like she was gonna throw up. Um so that was a yes. wild experience. But um yeah, 2016 you had that. And then 2005, uh, Wild Mouse was added. It's a Zamperla spinning coaster and the, the traveling type that you would expect to this park. Um, but three coasters makes it worth it. And there's some other attractions here too. So they have the Air Race, which is a Zamperla Air Race. You know, the you get in the airplanes and it kind of twirls around in a circle, like an inverted. Um, so that's a good ride. Uh, this park is most known. We're having the Sea Dragon. Does that Sea Dragon look familiar to you, Jeff? I uh, just a little bit. Yeah, it, it came from Michael Jackson's Neverland Ranch. They purchased oh, that, it after his death, I believe. That wouldn't have been my guess as to why it looked uh, familiar, but uh, <laughs> hey, uh, the the age checks out too. So yeah, um, but that's Yikes. that's another. A story for another podcast um but yeah it's just interesting because they have that and then they just kind of proudly display it. it's like this is michael jackson's personal ride so um kind of weird <laughs> uh, they also do have a zero g drop tower it's one of those larson drop towers one of the good ones where you can't see the top and it surprises you so that's a good one and then they have a haunted dark ride which i didn't buy when i went um, I want to say this park, at least when I visited, had some paper ride options. I only bought the coasters one and rode those, but I wish I would have done mm-hmm. the haunted house because um, it actually looks kind of wacky. And then they have <laughs> a, a new attraction called a Laser Fury 360. Essentially, these are bumper cars that are also laser tagged, and whenever you get hit. You what start to invert. So you, you actually invert in the car. You're in like a, a ball cage. I rode one of these at IAPA and they're actually pretty fun. <laughs> I I don't think I've ever seen one like that. I, I'd be down to try it though. 
yeah it hasn't hit many parks so that's why i'm kind of surprised to see that that beach bend has one of these it's one of the craziest things i've seen mm-hmm. um but it's fun i rode one at iap and it was a good time and um also this park does have a water park and a drag strip so um we talked about racing it's drag racing so you only go straight but that's there and then the water park which the website doesn't highlight the water park at all but it was like pretty decent for the size of park it's like what you would expect in the middle of nowhere kentucky so mm-hmm. yeah but that's beach bend um i'm sure you have plenty of food to highlight from here right it's all over uh, I think they had, I think they had like six or seven options. <laughs> That's actually them, amazing. Half of them, half of them look like those carnival booths that are like, <laughs> they look like they they collapse easy to go on to the next place that they're going. <laughs> Perfect. Um, the 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 first on the list is their the one they build as their most popular restaurant. It's DJ's Diner. Okay. Uh, they've got burgers, dogs. Fries, chicken strips, pizza, nachos, funnel cakes, ice cream. You know, good good general selection of standard park fare. Um, and then we've got the Rumbler Cafe. Uh, salad, subs, barbecue, nachos, and snacks. Mm, snacks. And if none of, none of those things uh, do it for you, uh, we've got... Oh, where did it go? Because I did not put the name of it on my list. Uh, the Tiki Grill, yeah, Tiki Grill, which also has sub sandwiches, pizza, hot dogs. The one unique things, or two, I guess, unique uh, grilled chicken sandwiches. Oh no, I did say salads already for something else. So honestly, it seems like there's a lot of overlap at each of these places. <laughs> you, you can't really go wrong. It's but, probably uh, like yeah, one those kitchen. are kind of the. Right, the three worth highlighting, I would say they they also list Dippin' Dots as one of their options, <laughs> which usually doesn't doesn't get a shout on a lot of these park sites. It's it's like you go to an amusement park, and you know there's going to be a Dippin' Dots stand somewhere. Do you really need to say it on the site? It's pretty fair. They're really proud of that Dippin' Dots stand, yeah. that one they have. Yeah, that one they have. Well, excellent. Yeah, Beach Bend, man. It's 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 a great one to pop into for an hour or so. You don't need to stick around too long, but there's uh, some other attractions there that if you wanted to make this a half day or a full day with the family, you know, pair it with some drag racing, pair it with the water park, and just take your time. Um, it's pretty cool. Um, one thing I do specifically remember before we move on um, is the drive up to this park, like driving up into the parking lot it's like you just drive in like these weird country back roads and like there's like i just remember seeing like this white fence the whole way there and it was like a really odd entrance to like an amusement park it's like this doesn't feel like i'm going to an amusement park feels like i'm going to like a a wedding in the country um so that's kind of odd but yeah all right so that's beach bend um, as far as the area surrounding Beach Bend, we could do Bowling Green, Kentucky. But the thing is, there is one city in particular that doesn't have a big theme park by it. And this is about as close as it gets. And we got to highlight Nashville, man. Can't just do, do this without highlighting Nashville. It's too good of a city. Well, I've never been to Nashville, but uh, I had the opportunity to look up some food here uh, and the 
apologies if any of our listeners from the area miss anything that you feel should be in here. If you're on our Discord, Facebook, TikTok, or otherwise, please feel free to give a shout out to one of your favorite places. Uh, however, this is the list that I slapped together. Going to lead it off with a pizza option. We've got Manny's House of Pizza on the One Bite app. Dave gave it a 7.9 and the general public gave mm. it an 8.0. Uh, you can get your New York style slices in Nashville. The reviews here read in high regard for this place and they've been slinging these pies since 1984. Uh, they also have rolls like uh, they'll, they'll make their pizza dough into rolls and fill it with toppings. Nice. Uh, which I don't, uh, it's slightly different than a calzone, but they've also got calzones, uh, pasta, sandwiches, and salads. So if you're feeling a good uh, Italian-ish night, Manny's House of Pizza. I do here. Looks pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it looks really good. Yeah, I'd fuck with it. Uh, yeah, so after Manny's, uh, day after, maybe hit the Sun Diner. Uh, which is located, spoiler alert, for one of the attractions I'll talk about here in a little bit. Uh, but it's located next to the Johnny Cash Museum. Oh. Uh, their breakfast all-day menu looks absolutely killer. It does. Uh, features chicken and waffles, creme mm. brulee, French toast, short rib hash, lots of other great things. Honestly, I'd probably... I could eat here three times in one day. I don't know if they're open for dinner, but you you could get leftovers and save it for dinner if not. That's that's true. Order an extra plate and put it in the in the hotel fridge. Hopefully you have a microwave. But yeah, that's the the Sun Diner, and it looks to be uh, themed to music as well. Um, yeah, I think it's it was like a Sun Record Company singing. or something. <laughs> Maybe so because there's like a chicken recording on the on like a frying pan. It's like the logo. Yeah. <laughs> well and when i was looking at their site they had a history section that really didn't regard the actual restaurant much it was talking more about like elvis and some other stuff oh wow so yeah so yeah after the sun diner uh recommend hitting the one kitchen the number one kitchen nashville located at the one hotel this menu boasts actually a fair number of vegetarian options and vegan as well, in addition to upscale Ooh. and local specialties. Uh, they just do breakfast and lunch from what I saw, but there's a lot of good looking stuff on their menu too. It's a pretty uh, place. Yeah. And it honestly, you know, it's still kind of higher end on the price, but not as expensive as I might expect a place that looks like that to be. So Although if you get steak and eggs, it looks like it's 30 bucks. So I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> but don't get the steak. Right. But it's it appears to be very well regarded. So, you know, invest in good food and your, your body will thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. And it looks like they, uh, they get all their, uh, as much of their food as possible from local farmers. So... Hey, that's yeah, always a plus. I can definitely appreciate that. Yeah. You know, the, the food didn't have to travel far to make it to your plate. Mm -hmm. Farm so. to table, some would say. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there it is. I uh, I guess inadvertently avoided saying it, but there it is. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, next on our list, we have Robert's Western World, which, uh, full honesty, this is more, I'd say, a bar 
than it is a restaurant, but they do have uh, an abbreviated food menu uh, just to, if you're looking this up right now, um, you're going to probably need to look up like the menu on a third party site, because when I was trying to get on their website last night, it just kept like timing out. So I don't know if something's wrong <laughs> with their website. Uh, well, anyway, uh, Robert's Western World is 21 plus after 6 p.m., uh so this i'd probably like if you're just with adults here uh highly recommend doing this because you're going to get live entertainment uh they've always got i believe it's country music mainly uh yeah. at robert's western world uh so if you want live entertainment with your grub this is this is the place to be honestly the menu is pretty basic uh focus appears to be more on the drinks and entertainment but you can get a fried bologna sandwich, which I've never had, but I've always wanted to try. I'm a fan of bologna. So so here you go. This is where you need to I know go. It's a, I know it's a polarizing food, but yeah, otherwise I think they had some like burgers and dogs and stuff. But um, The yeah. turkey sandwich that looks pretty good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they do have some sandwiches. Um, the, the drink menu is definitely far longer than the food menu, though. Yeah. I would say so. They do have a couple combos, uh, one called the Recession Special, which is a fried bologna sandwich, chips, and a PBR, <laughs> uh, and another one called the Stimulus Package, and both of these are listed at $5 currently. Uh, the Stimulus Package is a hot dog, potato chips, and an MHL, Miller High Life. Nice. So there you go. That's the Stimulus Package. Miller High Life, so tasty. Yeah, it's it. it's hilarious to me that both of those are five dollars and one is <laughs> one one reads negative and the other positive. So yeah, but yeah, that's that's Robert's Western World again, twenty one plus after six p.m. So do not bring the kiddos because you're gonna have a bad time. Because <laughs> we're probably gonna kick you out. You're out so, of here, man. You're out. Yeah. and then uh, we'll round out the last of our Nashville food. I feel like I might have featured this place in another city because it seems somewhat familiar uh it's called matheson's it's spelled differently it's uh m-a-t-t-h-e-e-s-s-e-n matheson's uh these folks sling some humongous cookies one of the <laughs> reviews said cookies as big as your face that's real uh, i don't know whose face but yeah i looked them up and they're huge uh actually i was reading up on them you can order them from anywhere in the u.s yeah. Uh, apparently the cookies are half a pound each or at least use half a pound of cookie dough. Yeah. Uh, and are like, I think they start at like seven bucks a pop, uh, depending on what kind of cookies you're getting, but they did look pretty good. Um, <laughs> they've also got ice cream fudge and at least one of their locations carried key lime pie. Um, but yeah, if uh, if this sounds good to you, if you're looking it up on your own, uh, you can definitely order their cookies at least to be delivered to you anywhere in the U.S. So it's important. That's Matheson's, and that rounds out our Nashville food list. Again, if there's anything you feel should have been included that was not, feel free to give us a shout on any of our socials. And uh... I got one. Yep. Uh, this is another breakfast place, and you, I see why you wouldn't include it because there's some good breakfast on your list. Um, but another option, say if you got a second second day in Nashville, there's a couple of places called the Frothy Monkey in Nashville. Mm, I didn't and, see that. Yeah, so they also do a little farm to table action, um, and uh, really good coffee drinks. So it's kind of mm. 
Is it a little Nashville hipster potentially? Yes, but uh, the food was good and the coffee was just as good too. Yeah, I got a macchiato, um, and it was That's like a, I've been getting at Starbucks like, is a caramel macchiato. Well, this is like a, when you order a macchiato here, it comes out in the tiny cups. It's very Italian. Mm-hmm. I like it. Pinky's out. I hope <laughs> I did. You have to. It's a tiny cup. But yeah, that's all I got. I just wanted to add that for uh, another breakfast option. As always, I'm uh, open to suggestions uh, as I'm largely doing my searching on Google here, especially for the places I've never really spent a lot of time. And Nashville is one of those places. So please, please shout the places that need it. Because I want to support those good local places. Hell yeah. So. Yeah. Um, next, we've got our attractions in Nashville. And I'm going to lead off with the Grand Ole Opry. Hey! The show honoring country music's history. Several live artists pay tribute to hits of the past. Uh, allegedly, these tickets sell out quickly, so it might do you well to book in advance. They do. Have you been? No, but um, I've looked at tickets before because like, we, we went through Nashville briefly. Um, on our mm-hmm. way home last November, and um, I looked at like tickets for the Grand Old Opry, and it was sold out when I looked. Um, but it was kind of last minute. Yeah. Well, nice. Uh, I mean, I know you and I feel a little differently about country. I don't hate it, but I don't go out of my way for it either. Well, I know there are several artists you hold in high regard. Mm-hmm. Maybe one of these days I'll I'll change my tune. But just got to hang out with uh, me and Theme Park so a little bit more. Yeah, I guess. Uh, which is hilarious because I lived in Springfield for as long as I did and it never really sunk in and that's definitely a dominant uh, music genre there. So I listened to it as a kid. Mm, never really did here. Yeah, and then when I moved to Georgia, it picked up hard. I was like, oh, shit. Mm, that'll do it. Like hip-hop and country, like as intense. Yeah, which was kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know, there, you know, there's a lot of songs I don't mind, and actually, I, I thoroughly love Johnny Cash. So, um, yeah, if, if that counts, then hey, I guess I do like some country because I will listen to Johnny Cash at any point in time. I'm gonna have to so, look at some people for you. Yeah, I pre, I'm open to open to suggestion there too. If there's something you feel <laughs> that I should uh, give a chance. But next on the list, we've got the Jack Daniels Distillery Tour, which actually is not in Nashville. It's in Lynchburg, but there are buses available to book that will take you from Nashville to the distillery if you don't want to drive out there yourself uh, and get a ride back. Um, probably worth at least checking out because Jack Daniels is a pretty big American alcohol name. So mm-hmm. probably pretty cool to see that. Not a big whiskey guy myself. I am. I'm just not a huge Jack Daniels guy. Yeah. I don't hate That's it, though. Fair. It's good. It's good. I, don't, I probably had it at some point, but it was probably in college, and that was a, that was a while ago. Mm-hmm. So. Next up on the list, we've got the Country Music Hall of Fame and Museum. Very if you nice. have passion for country music, this is a great place to see, great place to see the history. Uh, and I, if, if I recall, they had a pretty looking building unless I'm mixing it up with something else um, but at any rate probably uh, you know it's the country counterpart to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland 
and I, I enjoy that museum. Uh, although that one kind of seems to extend to pop as well, mm. but yeah. And then I as I does. mentioned, oops, sorry, go ahead. I said, I bet this one does too, just in a different way. Yeah. Country pop. Well, and you have a lot of artists that kind of dabble in both or made the transition. Like Taylor Swift started out in country and transitioned mm-hmm. to pop, if I remember correctly. That is correct. So. You want a cookie. Nailed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, next on the list, as I mentioned previously, the Johnny Cash Museum. <laughs> museum you didn't know you needed it's in nashville i'd actually be pretty i didn't know exactly see that especially knowing the sun diner is right next door you can kill two birds with one stone bang bang yep so go learn about johnny cash and then rounding out the list uh this place uh, nashville appears to have a handful of these as well uh like i noticed when we were in virginia um, they had a lot of like haunted walking tours and stuff. Well, there's a Ghost of Nashville walking tour. It's an after dark walking tour featuring several supposedly haunted locations and is a great way to learn about the history of Nashville as far back as the Civil War. So, huh. that's the Ghost of Nashville walking tour, and that rounds out our list of stuff to do in Nashville. Uh, the last thing to do in Nashville is to have a bachelorette party. Just go. It's the uh, it's the place to go for bachelorette parties. Is it? I did not know that. No, it's like I've real. also never been a bachelorette, so no, like you know, like how bros go to Vegas is how chicks go to um, Nashville. Mm-hmm. Like it's gotcha. bachelorette. See, I figured they all, they also went to Vegas, but for the Thunder from Down Under. I mean, there's still there's still a crowd there, right? <laughs> yeah. Great show, Thunder from Down Under. Good stuff. <laughs> that was at the that was at the Luxor when I visited. I don't know if it's still there, but uh, that and Carrot Top, who's still at the Luxor, <laughs> uh, was also on Pat McAfee recently. That was pretty funny. I'm to check that one he's out. Still, he's still at it, man. Yeah, yeah. good for him. But the, yeah, that that rounds out our food and attractions for Nashville. Yeah, Nashville's a great town. So um, yeah. what I. I one of those towns I've been, I've drove by it so many times or slept there for just one night so many times. Cause it's like if I'm driving to Atlanta or anywhere out east, southeast, I guess, Florida, you always go through Nashville to get there. So um, mm-hmm. it's just one of those towns that I just drive by a little bit too much and I should stop in more. Um, but hey, what we're doing on this road trip, we're going to drive right through Nashville, keep it going, and head to Chattanooga, Tennessee. Underrated city, by the way. Underrated city. But uh, I want to highlight their park first. You have Lake Winnipesaukee is the long name. We're going to call it Lake Winnie for the podcast because it also goes by Lake Winnie and it's easier to say. Yeah. Uh, I'll I'll trip over saying that very easily. (laughs) Yeah, Lake Winnie. It's easy. Keep it easy. Uh, This is a park that I've been to about three times and every time I've been by myself. So I've never been to this park with another person. Which I can't. I've say. never been at all, but I'd like to. <laughs> yeah, you would have liked it. We should have done it on our trip. Um, very cute little park. So if you take Knobles and like squeeze it down to like an eighth of a size and an eighth of the effort, um, it's very much feels like that. <laughs> so, Is this the? I might be thinking of something else. Is this the park that floods a bunch? Uh, Knobles floods a bunch. That might have been what I was thinking of. 
This part could I couldn't flip. remember if Lake Winnie did too. I don't remember though. It's on a lake, so it probably does flood. Yeah, it has, it has the stories on it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this park used to have three coasters. Now it's down to two. Um, mm-hmm. Its premier roller coaster is the 1967 PTC John Allen Masterpiece Cannonball, which is an out and back that is pretty good. Um, it's definitely worth stopping in for this ride, especially since Chattanooga is just on the way to so many places that you're going on a road trip. So, um, but yeah, that's that's the reason you go. You go for Cannonball. Mm-hmm. Um, they used to have a Wild Mouse. We'll talk about that in a second. But um, in 1991. They have at the Wacky Worm, the Fajume, 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 Wacky Worm. They just make all the Wacky Worms. Fajume, maybe. See, I, I remember it being somebody else. Did the, is this like the company that purchased them? There's a, there is a couple of different companies that do Wacky Worms. It's free for all. Worlds of Fun was manufactured. Oh, it's going to bother me now. Sorry. As you Take were a look. Ahead. No, I want to. I yeah. want to learn more about the wacky worms. Worlds of Fun's wacky worm. I'm trying to. Th- it was. I want to say it was Zamperla. I don't think it's Zamperla. P starts with a P. Preston Ambrose or something. Pre- Preston and Barbieri, but I feel like yeah. I remembered it being something else. But I guess not. I don't. Know. <laughs> I guess not. But yeah, you got two coaster credits here. Cannibal wacky worm. Now, uh, this park actually has some good other attractions that make up for the lack of coasters, for sure. Um, the most unique being the boat chute, which is the most unique log film you'll ever ride. Uh, you get dispatched immediately into a tunnel, and then the whole ride is just in a dark tunnel. I mean, just dark, and it's old school, and you're just in there, and there's no there's no cameras. Um, I guarantee you people banging those boats. Like, I think, I think it's a regular thing um, because it's you're talking about it's like three to five minutes just in a dark tunnel for no reason. Mm-hmm. And then you come up to a lift hill at the end of the tunnel and then it drops you and you're on a track. But once you hit the water, you completely have no track. It funnels you in with a wall and then troughs you back to the station. Um, <laughs> it's wild. <laughs> Um, so easily one of the most unique I guess you'd call it a log flume that I've ridden um, more of a shoot the shoot style ride but it's old school as hell and it's super cool it's 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 the star of the show at Lake Winnie um, just don't do anything inappropriate in those tunnels just don't do it it's uh, my understanding oh we kind of zipped right on by the history but that's okay uh, hey let's talk about the history because this is a very historic ride yeah, I was going to say, this is the oldest operating mill chute yeah. in the United States, uh, debuting in 1927. Wow. So, Any more impressive. interesting history tidbits? Yeah, the park opened in 1925, so only two years preceding the boat chute. Wow. Uh, featuring boating, fishing, and picnicking and opening. And actually, this was the first ride installed. Okay. Nice. In 1927, uh, several flat rides were added in the 40s and 50s. The first coasters dropped in the 60s, uh, and then the Sokia Water Park is the most recent addition, debuting in 2013. And that uh, kind—I didn't have a long history yeah. tact for this, but there it is. 
Well, it's good to know this was an ori- the original ride at the park. Mm-hmm. That's super cool. Yeah. You, it feels like it. Like it, it feels old as shit. Like it's amazing the thing still runs. Yeah. Um, they do have some other rides here. They got a good drop tower, just like Beach Bandad, the exact same thing. Um, they have a top spin that's called Twister. And instead of just being the traditional top spin, there's like a third axis that tilts you, um, which is really unique for a top spin. <laughs> yeah. And then um, they have one of my favorite chairlift rides called Alpine Way. And this just goes over Lake Winnipesaukee and back. So it's a one round trip. You go over the lake twice, but you're just over the lake for most of it, which is um, a pretty unique feeling. I'm sure a lot of people yeah. have some stuff in there. And, which is kind of a bummer, but it is what yeah. it is. People will be people. Peeps will be peeps. And then they also have a dark ride here. So like this is a pretty good lineup. We got some quirkiness. Um, it's called Ooh. the Wacky Factory. And it's an old Bill Tracy dark ride. Used to be mm. scary. Now it's more wacky. Got a theme to the wacky factory. Um, and then you do have the Sokia Water Park, which I participated in. It's a pretty good little park. Um, I'd recommend it if you're trying to make a half day out of it. Um, I, I day trip this park from Atlanta a couple times. Mm. Um, and then as far as events, you wouldn't think they have anything. <coughs> but they do have... It's a good name too. Lake Winnespookia. Um, this is one I went to because when I was in Atlanta, I wanted to check out what like a Six Flags haunt was like and some other parks that I'd only ever done Worlds of Fun. Mm-hmm. I went here and it was it was really bad. They just had like one haunted house. Um and like the scare actors are just out in front of guests smoking and stuff. <laughs> but uh <laughs> it was weird. And it was the just, only just thing that. terrifying was their performance. Yep. And they had like the, I think they had like a, a Halloween parade, maybe. I don't know. Mm. It was, you know, people say for a local park, it was pretty decent, but it was super crowded and pretty lame. Um, That's a bummer. Hopefully they uh, step their game up in the future. Yeah. I mean, but if I am going to recommend a time to go, like if you can go during that, it's kind of cool. I mean, because all the rides are still open, so. Yeah. And the weather probably isn't unbearable. Yeah, it's actually pretty nice. Fall fall in, in that area is pretty decent. Yeah. But, yeah, that's Lake Winnie. Do you have any, any food to highlight? I think I've eaten at a couple of their places. <laughs> so, let me get the page pulled back up because I did not. There are five individual things listed on their page. Uh, and only two of them are like actual places to eat, like with say. actual food. They've got the Ferris Wheel Cafe and the Carousel Cafe. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's like somebody playing Roller Coaster Tycoon just plopped it down, and that was the name. Two food places Ferris, Ferris Wheel Cafe One, Carousel Cafe One. And then they have Dippin' Dots, Sokia Refreshments, which is just drinks, I believe. Yeah. Oh, and no, they do a... have some food there. I didn't I clicked the drop down just now. And then uh, the Showboat. Uh, which has ice cream and drinks. So it's kind of a limited menu here. Um, I mean, so if you, if you want to eat in the park, it's probably not like you're not going to have a ton of options, but there there's at least something there. Um, you might consider eating out of the park, though. I think so, I've uh, eaten at all those places. 
the um, food pretty good or is it kind of ice middle? cream was good pizza i think i had pizza at the ferris wheel cafe if that's a thing mm-hmm. i had like a slice it was not great yeah but i mean sometimes amusement park pizza is that way though it's just there's not there yeah. i can't think of a good one the only one i can think of is gone now and cesari's at canobles mm. rest in peace Um, but yeah, there you go. Food, decent. Lake Winnie is is a park that has a lot of charm. They have like an old school carousel there as well. Um, it's a park I will definitely revisit. Um, but just for like an hour or two, just just to catch some vibes and leave. Like I don't really need to ride any of the coasters. The the top two rides for me are um, the boat shoot and Alpine Way. Both very good. Would you say this is the uh, oh, what was I'm, I'm my my brain is not functioning on all cylinders tonight. What's the part that we had the argument at, about at Kennywood? Would oh, you say was, this is the equivalent? Uh, it was pretty yeah. It's kind of same vibes. Uh, Waldemere. Waldemere. Uh, Waldemere is way better than this park. Mm. Um, this one just feels like Waldemere with no budget or with a mm. much smaller budget. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, shoestring budget. Yeah, shoestring. Because they don't get new rides, really. Mm. I mean, their newest thing was a water park, which it, it's it's decent. It's a good park. Yeah, and that was ten. That was ten years ago. At least Worlds of Fun and since getting Prowler has put something in. Mm. They've just taken away here. Yeah, that's a bummer. Hope hope to see them turn their fortunes around there. Yeah, because they are right outside of a um, a pretty decent town of Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um, have you ever been to Chattanooga? I've driven through. Driven through. But never never stopped. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize it was so pretty. It's, it's a pretty city. Yeah. Actually, I drove through with you because that was between Gatlinburg and Atlanta, I think. Yep. Okay. That would make sense. If we went, if we went wide, we would have went through it. Yeah. Through Knoxville. That's um, great. Yeah, but let's let's talk about their food. I know they they've got some pretty decent attractions here. And mm-hmm. what you got to highlight about Chattanooga? Yeah, I've, I uh, kind of scaled down the list just to kind of in the interest of time for the episode since I spent fifty percent of it talking about my trip to California. Hell yeah! Uh, leading off the list, we've got Community Pie, another pizza place. It's got a seven point seven community score on the One Bite app. Uh, more New York style pizza, but they do have gluten-free options and it is situated downtown so you get a a view of that pretty city pretty city but they're uh i mean the pizza like looking at it i mean doesn't look like it blow you away but it's like reading through the reviews it's a lot of eight pluses and then some low sevens so it's definitely consistently how you make up an app yeah so but yeah, that's a community pie. Uh, the next two will be a little more personality. We've got the Purple Daisy Picnic Cafe. <laughs> Looks to be the place to get barbecue here if you find yourself craving it, along with several other categories of food. They've got tacos, salads, sandwiches, and some other stuff. Um, it's ridiculous looking. But the, <laughs> the, 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 the pulled pork looks pretty good. I'm a I'm yeah, a sucker for pulled pork. That's my I think my number two or three barbecue meat. It's probably number three because number number one would be burn ends and then 
I like a good smoked sausage and then pulled pork. Polish sausage. Yep. Uh, but yeah, that's the uh, the Purple Daisy Picnic Cafe. And then to round out the list of food in Chattanooga, we've got Uncle Larry's Restaurant. They've got a few locations around the city. Uh, kind of the the picture of the one I saw looked kind of like a hole in the wall, which means that's probably pretty good. Yeah. Um, but they they specialize in fried fish, uh, with some sides. They've also got some sandwiches and a few other options, but fish is their specialty, and you can get like I think it was like five or six different kinds of fish fried, wow. and it looked pretty good. It's not very and common. You, right. They had let me let me get it back up because I had the Seeing menu. They catfish, got... tilapia, perch, whittling, shrimp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got they got a lot going on. Yeah, um, and it's as far as I saw, it's one of those places. Maybe you go in and you. I don't know if it if they had sit down any, um, but they like most of the pictures I saw were the the food sitting in styrofoam shells. So you. <laughs> Go in, get your food, and walk out with a, a styrofoam container. They do have a few desserts, um, including uh, I'm a sucker for both peach and blackberry cobbler. So mm, peach cobbler, dude. And key, hold on, I didn't see this on the first pass. Key lime pound cake. I would try the fuck out of that. <laughs> I would try it. You might need to hit me with the dolphin noise there to blurt that out. That was a little <laughs> aggressive on my part, but I would definitely. Uh, try the key lime pound cake so but it seems to be also pretty well regarded like i said kind of looks like a, a hole in the wall place which probably means food's gonna be fire so you love to see it but yeah that rounds out food for chattanooga next we've got a, a small handful of attractions for chattanooga and you're probably going to add on to you may have some stuff to add on to what i did because i kind of kept basic Back in um, back in the day, I did uh, some attraction ticket trading with a lot of mm. tennis uh, Chattanooga um, businesses. So I've got some ready if if you don't bring them up. Yeah, please do because I probably will not. Uh, <laughs> let off the list with the Tennessee Aquarium. That's on there, and I started with it because the building looks super freaking cool. It, it, um, it is. Have you have you gone? Uh, this is one that I wish I would have went to when I had access to it, but no. But I've seen pictures. Like, if I see that there's an aquarium in a city, I'm probably going to want to do it. Like, I'm a sucker for going to look at fish. So unless you have a phobia, <laughs> you're going to have a good time going to an aquarium. I heard they, in particularly, have um, really good, like, freshwater fish. Mm. There's, like, maintenance men from, you know, Atlanta, Georgia, that went there and were, like, obsessed with it because they had good freshwater fish. <laughs> um all right. Backwards hey, Georgia uh, guys. So everybody has a different passion. That's right. So um next we've got the Creative Discovery Museum. Uh if you're toting little ones, this is a great place to bring them to burn off their energy. Uh it's a children children's museum with all manner of fun experiments. Uh, and uh, I saw I don't remember what the name of the site was, but it said it was the number 7 ranked children's museum in the u.s in 2015 <laughs> so that's a very specific it's, uh, really it's kind it. of right yeah i was gonna say it's kind of like 
this is the tallest, longest, and fastest roller coaster in the northern middle United States with in uh, 2008. with fewer than five inversions <laughs> and greater than 2,800 feet. It's just, it's getting out of hand now. So this feels like a um, little bit. But yeah, that's the uh, the Creative Discovery Children. I'm just called the Creative Discovery Museum, but it is a children's museum. Hmm. And then uh, last on my list, uh, because I am forever creative with how I do these, the Chattanooga Zoo. Nice. Yep. Uh, about zoos. I'm a, sucker, I'm a sucker for zoos and aquariums. They're always going to be high on my list of stuff to do if I'm visiting a new place. Um, the common sentiment, sen- yeah, no sentiment, is that th- while the zoo is small, it's very high quality, uh, pretty well rated, so it's not going to eat up a whole lot of your day, um, but a nice way to assist in filling up a day if you have a an off day and are sticking around. So, rounds out my list of stuff to do in Chattanooga. Feel free to tack on to it. I'll go ahead and tack two on real quick. I won't take too long. I've got Rock City and Ruby Falls um, are both kind of like natural attractions in the area. Probably their most popular, um, maybe outside of the aquarium. The aquarium is probably pretty popular, but Rock City mm-hmm. and Ruby Falls are both pretty popular. Rock City is like you get a lot of good views on top of like mountains, and there's a point where mm-hmm. you can like look out and literally see seven states from where you're standing. Um, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. And then Ruby Falls has like an indoor waterfall that's supposed to be really pretty. Um, uh, Back in like 2016, those were tickets that ran between $20 and $25. So, you know, fairly cheap. Pretty reasonable and like not going to be like all day attractions. Yeah. Unless you're bringing nine kids. Something to think about. But uh, yeah, if you're bringing nine kids to an amusement park in the first place, my thoughts are with you. <laughs> That's great, man. So Chattanooga, um, time to keep moving though. We're on a, we're on a roll here we're on a strict time schedule. Um, we're gonna go ahead and loop out and go to Birmingham, Alabama for Alabama Splash Adventure. I think it's actually Alabama Adventure. <laughs> I added splash in the in the rundown here. Well, no. So from what I saw, it is now currently Alabama Splash Adventure. It used to be Alabama Adventure and Splash Adventure, and then apparently they matched them together. From okay, what I, I saw, so you. you I, think they, right. I think internally in the park they separate them again. Mm, so that could be. I think it gets confusing. Yeah, that's okay. But uh, yeah, I got a quick little history to read off for him. Uh, Alabama Splash Adventure, as I'll refer to it anyway is a relatively young park starting life as Visionland in 1998. The park was largely a product of the efforts of then Fairfield Mayor Larry Langford when 11 area cities came together to form the West Jefferson Amusement and Public Park Authority and with the help from the Alabama government were able to borrow money to build the park, originally opening with four themed areas. The park Quickly hit difficulties, though, filing bankruptcy by 2002. Uh, In 2006, the park rebranded to Alabama Adventure with plans for expansion, uh, largely centered around accommodations for, like, RVs and stuff. Um, The park came to its current owner, Cook Family Parks, 
of the Holiday World books. Wow. Uh, 2014, <laughs> with immediate investments into the children's area, the Cooks continued their investments into the park, including the restoration of Rampage, their uh, highest build roller coaster, and then many more rides and attractions since. Yeah, it's kind of cool and it's kind of sad in the same way that like the family kind of split up um, fairly recently. And then when that happened, um, Dan and the general, I forget the general's name, it was Caller the General, they took off and they run this park together. And they're like there every day, like they're at the front gate at Park Open and stuff. It's kind of cool. Um, but I, I like to consider this as like a holiday world south with with almost no rides. <laughs> Um, but excited to highlight this. We're looking at three roller coasters here, Jeff. Jeff, um, the most important one, the 2014 edition, is a wacky worm from Fajume called Sintus Speed, <laughs> which is my favorite name for a, um, a wacky worm by far. Um, playing on the the, the words of centipede, Sintus Speed, and um, the speed to a worm. And the the sign. I don't know if you're looking at pictures of this or have looked at pictures of this. Yeah. But the signage for the ride is hilariously awful. Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, a must ride. I rope dropped this ride when I when I when I went. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, their most their newest edition is actually 2022. Interesting because it's a ride from Lake Winnie down the road, um, called Cheddar Chase, which is an LNT Systems wild mouse it operated at lake winnie from 2001 to 2021 and for some reason they sold it to the park down the road and the park down the road bought it and thought that this was far enough away that you know people wouldn't notice and i don't think people noticed it's amazing <laughs> do you think it's any relation to chevy chase i hope so yeah. um but yeah it's um it's a decent wild mouse but I mean, decent wild mouse still pretty bad. So yeah, I'm not a fan. I value my ribs. Now, one thing you would be a fan of is their premier coaster here, which is the best coaster, in my opinion, of the whole show. Um, it is Rampage, mm -hmm. which is a CCI wooden roller coaster. Um, the owners have put really good work into this, and it's interesting because I thought it would be pretty rough because it was standing but not operating. Um, from 2012 to 2014, um, mm -hmm. when this park went under, and it opened back up, and then oh, sorry, it was actually 2002, it was standing but not operating. Mm. And then I was gonna say the, the refurbishment finished in 14, so it was yep, uh, that refurbishment worked because this is, um, there are some people out there that would say this is one of their favorite wooden roller coasters, and I wouldn't challenge that because it's a uh, it's that good of a ride. Um, I was so it kind of weaves weaves through the woods a little bit there too, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, I just wasn't expecting it to be good at all, and it mm -hmm. was. So, um, lots of good laterals, lots of good drops, some airtime. Like it's just a well balanced ride. Um, as far as other attractions at this park, there's not a lot. There, uh, the mm -hmm. one that I like to bring up is on on their like main street. They have the vault laser maze, which when I went was free. So like I got my two credits and then I was like, I don't know what to do now. I guess I'll do this laser maze. <laughs> so I went in and just did that. And then I hung out at the water park. So their water park is actually 
my favorite of the three of these water parks for sure. Um, it's just a good size. There's actually like one or two good slides that are in that park. And um, I would just say in generic, it's pretty good. In general, it's pretty good. Um, one thing I do want to note about all these water parks is there's like no alcohol in any of them, which is as Midwesterners seems odd because water parks usually go hand in hand with beers in the Midwest. Right. Swim up bars. Yeah. What the heck? In the South, just in general, it's just not really uh, um, celebrated there. Missouri is spoiled, though, by some of the mo- most relaxed liquor laws in the entire country. Pretty nice. Pretty yeah. nice. Um, but yeah, th- those are the attractions there. It's there's not a whole lot. All these stops are just one or one hour stops. <laughs> like <laughs> they really could just be one hour. Yeah, it's well, and it was kind of a theme of all the parks I was looking at. The uh, food menu was pretty depleted at each park. Yeah, and this one is this one is no exception. <laughs> We've got uh, Island Pizza. <laughs> Guess what they've got? Pizza. Uh, I think that's where I ate. I got a slice of pizza at the water park. (laughs) Nice. Uh, The Surfside Grill, which uh, boasts burgers, dogs, chicken, and fries. Damn. Uh, And I'll round out the list of mentions because they also give a shout out to their Dippin' Dot stand, but I'm not gonna... Well, I guess I just did, but... uh, The (laughs) Snacks Shack. It's a shack with snacks. That's about all I care to say about that. That's all you can say. Yeah. Now, one thing that I do want to point out about their food and beverage, um, they took the idea from Holiday World with the free soda and mm-hmm. moved it here. So um, you do get free yeah. soft drinks. And there, I mean, there's not very many Pepsi Oasis is there because there's, I mean, maybe three because you just don't is need it, them. So I was going to say, is it Pepsi? Is it Pepsi products at Holiday World too? Because I was going to say, yeah. it's free soda, but it's Pepsi. So, <laughs> yeah, Pepsi, Pepsi Oasis is what they call both of them, I think. Yeah. Okay. I I don't know why I thought I remembered it being Coke products at Holiday World. Probably because you were having a good time at Holiday World. Yeah. That might be it's it. Completely disregarded. Yeah. Shout out to Lacroix for getting me off the soda. <laughs> Lacroix. <laughs> The quiet. <laughs> anyway, uh, well, let's get to the last city. I, it's probably the least flashy of the three. I'm sure you have a few to highlight, anyways. Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah, yeah, Birmingham. We've got some places to eat and some stuff to do. Uh, a lead off. You're in the south. You gotta do some soul food. We've got Saw's Soul Kitchen. They got. Sandwiches, some sweet looking southern southern plates. That's just a good looking place. Also, kind of looks like a hole in the wall a little bit, so that means you're gonna eat good. Um, I had the menu pulled up and then it went away. Oh, this looks amazing. Yeah, (laughs) this looks so good. I'm looking at some sort of a corn with like sauce on it. It looks fire. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Yeah, they've got fried chicken quite a bit here. Oh man. Like it's it looks very good. Like I kind of would this looks like the kind of place that after you get it, you drive out of your way to go eat it again. So 
yeah, that's Saw's Soul Kitchen. And you're uh, saying S A W S Saw's, right? S A W S. Yeah. Yep. I think they have another like a barbecue place too. They do. If I saw correctly, there's another Saw's there, but this is this is Saw's Soul Kitchen. Okay. So more more soul food inclined than barbecue. So uh next up on our list is Eugene's hot chicken. If you appreciate the spicy stuff, Eugene's is a place to do it. Uh they do the Nashville hot chicken, I believe, uh in four different heat levels with the hottest option titled Stupid Hot. But apparently claim to still have flavor, which is important to people when they're getting their tongues melted off. Right. <laughs> I'd like to try it at least once. I'm a sucker for spicy. So, yeah, you're not afraid of like a hard spice either. Yeah, no. The 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 only one that like I will knowingly avoid now is uh, Grinders Death Wings. Yeah, here in Kansas City because it just, they're just straight up covered in like capsaicin sludge and you're going to die. <laughs> you're like, die. Their their challenge is six wings of it and I've never been able to get past two. Yeah. So it's a bad time. <laughs> so and then I'll uh, round out our Birmingham food list with Sam's super sandwiches. They've got lots of pretty good looking sandwiches here. Um there's sandwiches to cover all manner of cravings. They've also got burgers, dogs, nachos, chili, and breakfast options uh, if you want a solid breakfast sandwich before you uh, kick off your day. I think I do. That's uh, Sam's Sam Super Sandwiches. I could go for a good sandwich right now. That'd be nice. Uh, had their menu up. And, oh, there it is. Uh, they had a lot of like crafty looking hot dogs too, like with... I did. Also, they're uh, the special. The special dog is a hot dog served with ground beef over it. Also has mustard, onion, sauerkraut, and it just says sauce. It looks like it's probably barbecue sauce, but it <laughs> just says sauce. Yeah, good. What kind of sauce you want? Sauce. Just the sauce, please. Give me the sauce. They have a pretty sick looking Philly too. I don't know if you scrolled down that far, but their Philly cheesesteak looks really good. Um. Ooh, yeah, These aren't the fanciest looking looking plates, but uh, that that usually means that the food is good. That's True. how it is in in my house anyway. The food doesn't always look the greatest, but it is bomb because I know how to season food. Hell yeah! Um, yeah, so uh, that rounds out our list of food in Birmingham. On to the list of stuff to do. I thought this was kind of cool. I'm not particularly passionate about motorcycles, but it'd probably still be cool to see. It's called the Barber Vintage Motorsports Museum. If mm. you have an affinity for cars or motorcycles, this is a cool spot to uh, lean into that. Love. Uh, they have 1,000 vintage and modern motorcycles on site that you can uh, apparently 1,000 unique. That's a lot. That's a lot of motorcycles. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think the the museum covered like eleven thousand square feet too, so it's gonna be a fair amount of stuff to see. So that's the Barber Vintage Motorsports Museum. Uh, second on the list, we've got the Birmingham Botanical Gardens. If you want a peaceful walk combined with beautiful gardens, it's a good stop for you. Highly recommend. They had a at least on the pictures they had a Japanese portion to their garden, 
So if that's something you like, highly recommend. Um, and then probably one of the more important potential things you can do, there is the Birmingham Civil Rights Institute Museum Chronicles, the history of the fight for equality for African-Americans in the United States, including material as far back to the Jim Crow laws up through the 1960s. Highly recommend if you are a history buff. Important city in the civil rights movement. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah, That rounds out our list of stuff to do in Birmingham. That's what's up, Birmingham. Thanks for being a good time. That's what's up. That's what's up. Well, there you go. We got three parks in, three great cities in. And um, yeah, our next stop is, uh, I'm pretty excited for it, Jeff, because a place I used to live, a place you visited me uh, at least once, I remember. Um, Good times down there. We'll be talking about Taco Mac. We'll be talking about Six Flags Over Georgia. (laughs) There's all sorts of good places down there. Looking forward to ATL, though. Returning to ATL, it's a city I'd like to hit up again. I haven't gone back since I moved back, and I need to. I need to get back. I, I love that city. Yeah. Um, but we'll, we'll be able to gush over it next month. Um, if you guys love the show, make sure you check us out at solo.to slash coastercuzzies. We have all of our socials linked there. Um, most specifically, I would recommend you go check out TikTok. Uh, just posted like four TikTok trip reports from the parks I went to. So those are all up and posted. Definitely go check them out. And then um, that's it. Yeah, good times. You love to see it. Thanks for having me, Coaster Bro. Thanks for being the co-host. Chef Jeff. Always.